A recent article that Dr. Ron Wolfson and I penned for the LA Jewish Journal begins with the following. A suggestion for synagogue leaders during Yom Kippur services. Look around and ask yourself two questions. Is our congregation growing or declining? Are we getting older or younger? Savvy synagogue leaders know that the future of their congregation crucially depends on recruiting and retaining a cohort of young members. Would offering free membership do the trick? The answer is surprising. Ron is Rabbi Friar Bodson's and my teacher, mentor, and friend. He is the author of the Relational Judaism series and handbooks. You may remember that he was here in November 2019 for our installation. His guidance helped us to establish our small group initiative and the Generations Membership Initiative. I called him just before Rosh Hashanah to share with him what we were learning. After he fell off his chair, we authored this article together. Now look around Beth Sedek, not just in the sanctuary, but if you get the opportunity tonight and tomorrow to walk the halls and the parking lot, look around and you will see that we are indeed a congregation that is thriving. At the beginning of 2022, only 26% of our members were under the age of 40. As of Friday, only 14 months after we launched the Generations Membership Program, Betzedek, well, then it was 991. Today, I understand it grew to 1,000 households under the age of 40. That's more than 1,500 people. The next generation now makes up, only 14 months later, 46% of our community. There's an ongoing debate about the efficacy of offering free anything to what some have called the entitled generation free birthright Israel trips, free PJ library books, and such. The theory of free is that by eliminating or lowering financial barriers, there is a better chance of recruiting people. Chabad is the best example of this, and its success is undeniable. The critics argue that those who join for free might not have lasting power. They won't stick around very long. That would be true if our strategy's second, more critical part, the labor-intensive relational work, is not well implemented. We prepared for the relational engagement effort, as you heard Patty say a few moments ago. Our existing family education position increased, and we hired a new director of family and young engagement in Cantor Audrey Klein. All the new members were, all the new members, by the way, not just those under 40, all new members we sought to reach out to and invite for a cup of coffee. Not to sell the congregation, but to hear that person's story, uncover their passions and talents, and invite them to consider joining a small group of friends with similar interests. 40% of the new members 
participated in these one-on-one -on -one conversations in the first year. And attendance at monthly gatherings, as you heard, increased dramatically. And when we asked all of our new members what motivated them to join, the number one reason was their desire for community. Critics wonder if these newbies will stick around after the first year. Well, today, I can answer that question. An astounding 90% of the total eligible households under the age of 40 renewed their memberships this year. Plus, we picked up 226 new Generations members who have joined so far. And most importantly, what happened this year when the 94 new Gen member households aged out? As of Friday, more than 50% renewed their membership and began paying regular dues. When Israel stood to receive the Torah, says the Midrash, Amar lahem al lachem God said to them, I'm giving you my Torah. Bring to me good guarantors that you will guard it. First, according to the Midrash, the people responded to God and said, we'll bring you our, our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they're our guarantors. God said, no, not good enough. Then B'nai Yisrael turned to God and said, okay, what about our prophets? They'll be our guarantors. God said, not acceptable. But when the people pledged, Hare Banenu Ovrim Otanu, our children are guarantors, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu says God to them, Havadai Arevim Tovim Ayadehem, Et Nena Lachem HaTorah. The Holy One, blessed be God, accepted them immediately. For their sake, I give the Torah to you. Look around. Bethsedek today. The message is clear. Our children are our guarantors. We have a future. This evening, however, a different text from our Maxor from Psalms is on my mind. Do not cast us away when we grow old. Do not desert us as our energy wanes thinking about this text for two reasons. The first is that I chatted with a member of our community last June, helping her prepare for her late husband's unveiling. And during the conversation, we talked about the generation's membership and its success. And then she turned to me and she said, you know, Rabbi, I would really like you to start some programming and Shabbat dinners and other activities for me and for my peers. She's 87 years old. Around the same time, I talked to another member of our community about his parents. And he lamented how hard it is to find adequate and suitable programming for them during the day. He suggested that Betsedek consider establishing a series of senior programs 
To both of you, thank you for the inspiration. The second reason I'm thinking about this text is because of the seifa, the conclusion of it. Kichlot kochi alta azveni, do not desert me when my energy wanes. When one thinks about the aging process today, this text no longer seems relevant to our experience. In the year 1900, the average lifespan was 47. In the 1930s, it extended to 65, which is why, by the way, retirement was set at 65. By the end of World War II, the lifespan had grew to 72. Today, if you reach 65, chances are you'll live to be 87. Hallmark, here's an interesting fact, Hallmark sells 85,000 happy 100th birthday cards a year. Last week on Rosh Hashanah, we, right here in this sanctuary, celebrated the 100th Hebrew birthday of Sarah Tenenbaum. With these extra years, retirement may be outdated. Many of us will live another 30 years, a full third of our lives after 65. Do not desert us when our energy wanes? I don't think so. Rabbi Ed Feinstein, another of my teachers, spoke to rabbis this summer at the Hartman Institute. Though I could not be there, I did watch the video. In discussing what he calls the age wave, he said, while we live much longer, our culture has no script, no map, or concept for these years. We knew how to be teenagers. We understood the expectations of adulthood. We even knew what reaching middle age meant. What does this time of life hold for us? We don't even have a name for it. It's sometimes called later adulthood or the third chapter or my favorite, adulthood two, the sequel or the encore years, that period of life between the end of work and the end of life. We don't know what to call it. He continued, for many, it is a time of relative physical and mental capacity, independence, mobility, financial security, and sociability. But there's no social map to help what will soon be the largest cohort of North American and American Jews navigate through this time. Before the launch of the Generations Program, the only segment of our community to grow year after year for the last 10 years was those 65 plus. In Canada, this population is expected to grow from 4.9 million to 7 million people. By 2034, there will be more people in Canada over the age of 65 than there will be children. Unsurprisingly, UJA identifies 
our community's aging as one of the most important trends to plan for. And that plan will require a multi-pronged approach to provide a full range of programs to support healthy aging. I couldn't agree more. And I think Betsedic should be at the forefront of such programming. This thing of getting older but never wiser, it's not a Jewish value. Jewish tradition never saw old age as a time of loss. The old were never retired, removed, or isolated. The most famous teaching of this is from Pirkei Avot, the wisdom of our ancestors. Yehuda ben Tema used to say, at five, a child should study Tanakh. At 10, the Mishnah. At 13, one should learn the mitzvot, the commandments. At 15, the study of Talmud. At 18, the bridal canopy. At 24, a job. At 30, one reaches the peak of their strength. At 40, wisdom. At 50, able to give counsel. At 60, old age. At 70, fullness of years. At 80, the age of strength. And then it's all downhill from there. That's when the Mishnah begins to speak about the dying process. Now look what happens if we divide this Mishnah into categories. Childhood, 0 to 15, is about literacy. Torah, Mishnah, Mitzvot, Talmud. 18 to 30 are about family and work. But when you turn 40 and older, notice what happens. The goals are Bina, wisdom, Eitzah, counsel, Zikna, elder, and Lisoach, the fullness of years. These are the characteristics. These are characteristics, not something you do. These are the qualities of God. According to the Mishnah, old age emphasizes the quality of the spirit, a reversal of our cultural's idea of diminishment. Fortunately, that cultural idea is changing. Wendy Lung recently authored a story in the Globe and Mail in which she introduces Dr. Sally Shivers, who hosts a podcast that I'm now listening to called Wrinkle Radio. The podcast examines society's assumptions about aging and it encourages listeners to approach this universal project with a sense of acceptance and to see its potential upsides. This means, says Shiver, thinking of aging not just walking off a cliff into the abyss of need and isolation and solitude, but instead as an opportunity of a time for richness, a potential for community, of different rhythms and meaning. We are bringing back Thursday game days. We do already offer lectures and book and film reviews and day trips through history and so forth. Yet it seems to me that if the 65 plus is the fastest demographic in the world, that there's a lot more we can and should be doing. And there is more potential to engage our skenim, 
our elders, to teach us something about what it means to be alive. Here are nine ideas that I've been thinking about as programs that perhaps could be offered through our Center for Spiritual Well-Being. We already have a tradition of B'nai Mitzvah of 13 and at 83. But those who decide to celebrate their second B'nai Mitzvah at 83 is far and few between and is really just a matter of individual chance. What if we actually created a second B'nai Mitzvah program? And in the year before people turned 83, we got together and we learned and we reflected on aging and on rituals in the service and we renewed our commitment to read and study Torah and Haftarah and celebrated as a matter of course a second bar bat mitzvah. Two, there are so many volunteer opportunities at Beth Zedek in our community. We can do a much better job. We can set up a mitzvah project concierge, connecting people's passions with helping others. Three, what about wisdom circles? Organizing gatherings where older community members can share their life experiences, their stories and wisdom with younger generations. Or four, we can offer art and craft workshops during the day, allowing our skenim, our elders, to express their creativity and share their stories through artistic mediums. What about storytelling nights, where older community members can share personal stories, anecdotes, and family histories, and where we record them for the future? Or here's an important one. We can offer memory workshops using memory enhancement techniques and strategies for seniors and their families, emphasizing the significance of preserving family histories and traditions. Seven, Jewish music and dance workshops, where seniors can learn traditional Jewish songs, dances, and melodies, where we can encourage them to teach these to younger community members, fostering a sense of continuity and connection. Or eight, we can write Jewish values, sometimes called Jewish living wills, journals, to encourage our Kenim to keep journals where they can reflect on their life experience, values, and how their Judaism has influenced their journey. And nine, and this is a tough one, but an important one, we can offer end-of-life planning seminars that would include discussions about Jewish rituals and traditions surrounding death and mourning and maid. These seminars would help ensure participants have the necessary legal and healthcare documents and funeral plans. Now I thought maybe I would come up with a number 10. After all, we Jews like the number 10. There are 10 commandments, 10 makes a minion, the quorum for community. But I think it's better to challenge all of us, each of us, to come up with that number 10. That is for you to help us figure it out. For in order to do this well, we will need a core group of volunteers 
to help take this initiative from the back of the envelope to implementation, to reality. If you want to participate in this effort, contact me after Neela. If you have, especially, if you have expertise in wise aging, please let us know and volunteer. We want this initiative to be more than just a series of programs. Quite frankly, anybody can do that. We want to ensure that we consider our elders and their families' psychological, physiological, and spiritual needs. Will you answer the call and help Beth Sedek create an aging to saging program? It is worth noting that many of the most important leaders in our tradition received their calling later in life. Abraham was 75 years old when God commanded him, Lech Lecha, to get up and go and reinvent himself. Moshe was 80 when he happened upon a burning bush. And when called, they responded, Hineni, here I am. Why did the divine not choose young, fresh heroes and leaders, as Rabbi Dale Friedman in her book, Jewish Wisdom for Growing Older? Perhaps, she says, because of the experience and accrued perspective that these men were able to bring to their tasks. As they said, Hineni, they drew on their earlier life experience and declared themselves ready to embark in remarkable ways onto paths of wonder and significance as they were growing older. The same, the same can be said for us. On Kol Nidre, we can embrace this ideal as the foundation for a new initiative to engage our skenim, our elders. Join me in saying, Hineni, here I am.